Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags on the market. With DB's patent hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. When I travel to Chicago in September for Top Guy Weekend, I need some great luggage, and DB is just that. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10. That's P-O-D-10. Or going to the link that are in the show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Welcome to Visionaries Global Media. Your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale. Welcome to this interview edition of the Ringside Rant this week. I am the man with a magical voice, RJ, with you this week. I had the honor of sitting down with former NXT superstar Asher Hale, a.k.a. Anthony Henry, this week. Absolutely phenomenal talent. If you have not checked out his work, I would highly suggest that you do so. Follow him on Twitter at Anthony Henry. That's A-N-T-N-Y-H-E-N-R-Y. While you're there, head over and follow us here on Twitter at underscore ringside rant, as well as on Instagram at underscore ringside rant. Follow us, subscribe wherever you're getting this great podcast. Thank you to the people that put us on their network, including the Shining Wizards Wrestling Network, Full Press Coverage, Visionaries Global Media, and new The Wrestling with Johnners Podcast Network. If you're not following them, go follow them as well. Head over to ringsiderant.whatforapparel.com and check out our great merchandise store. Big thanks to Josiah and the great team over at What For Apparel. Make sure that you check them out as well across all your social medias. And the interview with Anthony Henry is right around the corner. And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another episode of the Ringside Rant is with you here this morning. I have the honor of welcoming a guy that, uh, quite frankly, needs no introduction, but I'm giving one anyways. He's the one. He's the only. He's Anthony Henry. What's up, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I really, uh, really appreciate it. I'm excited to do some wrestling talking. Yeah, no, it's uh, been a really long time time coming. I've been uh, following you probably since uh, about 2016, give or take. Uh, just, just really 
uh, started bursting onto the scene that I've been watching when you were in uh, Evolve there. Uh, right. A lot of your work with um, with uh, Kurt Stallion, a lot of your work with there with JD as well. Uh, just it's great to it was great to see that that roster man of Evolve right or between I want to say like. 16 to about about 20 when you when they got uh, uh purchased by the wwe there uh oh yeah just crazy roster was just see their laundry list of stuff there man it was unbelievable for sure a uh, very talented group of individuals for sure so we go all the way back 2016 there you first hit you had your first match here with darby allen uh going into that type of thing how did you, you've been in the business a while. How did you like prepare yourself when you get to that evolve? Cause you've been in the independence for a while leading up to that. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I started in 2002, man. So that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd already been, I'd already been doing the thing for a long time at that point. Um, now different definitions of like experience level, because right. You could say, that you've uh you know you've been doing professional wrestling you've been having matches for a long period of time but it's also a matter of like uh quality over quantity you know like who are you in there with who are you wrestling in front of what kind of feedback are you getting are you learning etc so it's it's really different um every situation is different for every wrestler because you're they're all learning at different uh speeds right Mm -hmm. so at that point um i had done some cool stuff um for a couple of different like larger independent companies um but at the same time i uh you know I, i i had been wrestling since 2002 but i was stuck in an area and didn't really get out of that area for a long period of time as well so Evolve was like definitely my my first major major uh, promotion I worked for, uh, and to answer that question, uh, I've never been a person who gets nervous. I've never been a person who has to prepare. I've always been like uber confident in myself. I just I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Some people get nervous. They have just like you know pre-match ritual i never was that guy i just kind of went out there and did my thing I, I came in prepared i don't know how else to say it right right well well you get a lot of great singles matches like like i said you had darby then you had with uh oh, name escapes me with uh kurt stallion towards the end of that that uh evolve uh run there but you had your team with, with JD, with uh, Work Horseman. Is there a certain thing that mentality that you get into compare like a tag match compared to a singles match? Or you just basically go, go, go kind of thing? No, I mean, it's just, um, it's, it's just a different way of expressing the same thing that uh, is at the core of what we do. So you just have basically a different set of rules. Yeah, there's more stuff you can work around with. You know, more stuff you can play off of. So tag wrestling is kind of its own animal, uh, but at the core, it's the same. So, yeah, it's just tag wrestling actually sometimes is a lot more fun just because you do have those different variables that you can play with that you typically wouldn't have in a singles match. 
So that's pretty much it. It's just four guys, um, you know, getting together and creating that magic, so to speak. Right, right. Is there a certain, do you prefer one over the other? Or is this basically just getting in the ring is, you know, you just want to get in the ring? I don't necessarily know that I uh, prefer one or, one over the other. Um, always teaming with Drake is is great just because we match really well. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're friends outside of wrestling. And uh, so we just have good chemistry. So it's always fun. And I think the dynamic between us is really fun to watch. Um, but I also like the opportunity to have singles matches because it's almost like I get to express two different styles in a way. Cause I think my tag team wrestling is a little bit different, more dynamic than my singles wrestling, which is kind of tends to be a little bit more, um, you know, mat based and stuff. So I get to play around with two different types, two different styles almost. So no, they're, they're both equally fun. Yeah. No, one other thing I did in my research, I didn't realize till, till, till I was doing my research is you get that, and, and it should have been obvious because of your, your style, but you got that MMA background. Uh, right. And going with the, uh, the blood sport with uh, Josh Barnett's GCW blood sport there in 19, uh, is that something that now looking at it now, something that you're looking to go back and training, getting back into, or are you just kind of seeing what, seeing what comes up as far as wrestling goes too? Uh, you know, wrestling is still as of right now, the main priority training and, uh, wrestling and, you know, the traveling that I'll be doing again, uh, being back on the independent scene. I don't know if, uh, training in MMA is going to be something that is a viable option right now. Uh, I have contemplated getting back into specifically grappling just because I really enjoy that part, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu slash submission grappling, whatever you want to call it. Um, so who knows? Uh, nothing concrete for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying yes or no right. for 100% sure, but uh, right now wrestling is the objective. So, like I said, just I, I was a big fan of your and JD's work. Uh, is there, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later too, but is there the possibility of a possible reunion of you two? Oh, man. It, I mean, it's wrestling, so there's possibility of anything. <laughs> right. So, I don't, I don't know how I stand answer that. No, no, yeah. What happened, um, I, I would tend to think that at some point it will. Yeah just doing a lot of the research when you're in the transition towards the end of evolve there, we are about 2019 towards the end of there. You were basically it's well, not well, well, no knowledge now is contemplating. You're basically going to hang it up towards the end there on the way towards the end of uh, 19, I believe. Right. Or is that 20? Well, that would have been, very in the so at the very end of 2019 and that was after the evolve after the evolve yeah okay. yeah so it was because the in between now did you end up having because i've had a couple of concussions myself was that did those happen right in between there or was you, were you assigned with uh with uh nxt after that no, see, I didn't I have concussion. I didn't have concussions. The, that was what the doctor said. Oh, that's what the doctor said. Okay, I I misread the that. Doc, when it was, the, you know, yeah, the doctors 
determine that at NXT. Yeah. Because uh, there was interest in me at that point in 2019. And when I came in, essentially through just a plethora of questions that I answered honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, have you ever been hit? Of course, I've been hit as professional wrestling. You know, they came to the conclusion that I had had some uh, undiagnosed uh, concussions and that I was a liability, et cetera. And from there, it came, it, it became, um, we're not interested anymore. And then that became because Gabe was already working for them at that time, you know, um, because of what they said in regards to not being interested. I don't know that we can continue anymore either mm-hmm. because they were connected like that at the point. And I guess they felt like, I don't know, I guess Gabe probably felt like if he used me that, I don't know, WWE, he would have heat with WWE. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, yeah, that was that was the deal. It was kind of, you know, you have these concussions, which I didn't have. Of course, I ended up going to um, get uh, testing done on my brain, and that came about came back completely fine. I was there was no concern there, but it didn't matter at that point. They I even sent it to them. It didn't matter, and that was why the whole. Um, retirement thing came into place because I was pretty much that took the life out of any love that I had for professional wrestling. It was like, like this was happening to me. So really heartbreaking. And that put me in this deep depression, which of course led to me saying, I'm going to quit. But before I quit, I at least want to have these matches and get them out of the way that I really want to have. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's something it's like, and I'm sure, you know, you just don't want to mess around with, especially when wrestling or whatever professional sport, but uh, so January rolls around, you get that call from NXT. Was there you know, a lot of the time you see a lot of independent guys, gals, whatever, sometimes are hesitant about getting to, you know, that next level you've been, you've been doing this since 2002. Like you said, was there any hesitation or you just basically, Hey, let's go right now. Kind of thing. So, yeah, so at that point, I had kind of already, I was already at the end of this little run, retirement tour, if you want to call it that. I don't know if you can call it retirement, because I always feel like you have to really accomplish a lot of things before you can say you are retiring. I was quitting. Um, But I was at the end of that run, and it was going into January only because of some scheduling conflicts, and I really wanted to have these last matches, because I'd originally said, hey, December, I'm done. But it was going into January, and so it was about a year since the initial deal with um, NXT fell through, and I was basically told we're not interested anymore. So a year later, I get a call, and it's like, hey, do you still want to retire? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It depends. And uh, I initially, I didn't even really care to do it because, again, I kind of hated wrestling. You know, it's right. it's it's a weird thing to say, but like when you go through something like that and you're, I don't know, at that point was like 16, 17, 18 years in, whatever it was, and you work this hard and it's just all taken away from you for really no reason. And even though they're offering it to me now, it's like, yeah, but screw you because you've caused all this stress on my life. But 
uh, after talking with friends, family, my wife was the one who really was like, hey, let's let's consider this. Let's see what it's about. So I was trying to kind of like come around and find the love, the passion, whatever you want to call it again. And it also came down to like, hey, I've been doing this for so long and I should get something out of this and I should see see it to the end. At least I did. I, I owe that to myself. I owe that to my family. I owe it to my daughter being an example for her. Like, hey, you can do, you know, I've said it before in other podcasts, like it's an example of whatever crazy thing that she may end up wanting to do in her life, whatever it may be. She's really into art. Maybe she wants to, you know, animate movies or something, something that some people would say, man, there's like one in a million chance you would do that. I owe it to her to be that example. Like how many people want to be in WWE, NXT, right? And how many people have tried and failed and there's nothing wrong with failing, but how many people have tried and failed? Um, so if I can do it, I should do it. Right. So I reluctantly agreed and we did the thing and yeah, that was that. Well, that just that class in general that you were in going into the PC at that time in January, it's just looking at it now. It's like, Holy crap, all that talent that was on yourself included. You had Kurt Stallion there. You had AG on there. Uh, just so many great talents on there. And it's like, what? It's, it's, it's unreal. I see a lot of the, a lot of you guys now uh, out there now and good, bad, and different. It's, you guys are going to be getting out there. I can't imagine you guys could be out there that long because you're so talented, you know? Um, but like I said, a month into it, you have, uh, you get injured. Yeah. And just even looking at it on the outside, I'm like, oh, it's just like, as a guy that's been following you the whole, for a while, it's, it's, to me, it was a gut punch. It's like, holy crap, what the hell's going on? Uh, but mentality going into that, you get the two herniated discs in your cervical spine. Fast forward, and then you get released in August. You think that you didn't get the just do, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I mean, I definitely didn't get just do, but... No, yeah, it, I didn't get a fair shot. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like why I haven't gone back to that sort that that mentality of I, I I didn't go back into another depression. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to retire again or quit again because I don't feel like I was I was right there, given mm -hmm. you know having that chance to kind of prove what I can do and you know, have um, some closure on this professional wrestling career. But then it was taken away from me. Like the roller coaster of emotions and the how quickly everything has moved in my life in the past couple of years is wild if you really think about it. So uh, I go from doing tryout, doing NXT stuff to being told, hey, you're a liability. We don't want to use you anymore. I don't even have Evolve, which meant a lot to me at the time. So I'm going to quit wrestling. I go from quitting wrestling to getting the call back. Okay, now we do want you, even though we never even expressed or even acknowledged the fact that these concussions were, had you be a, a liability, but now you're not a liability, but whatever. And, and so now we're signed. I moved my whole family to Florida, six, seven hours away from where I'm from. And I'm here, I'm here for a total of six months. 
<laughs> and then because I'm old, er, 37 years old, and you know, they've decided that they don't want that anymore. It's just, all right, you're done. So within that span of time, I went from retiring uh, to being signed, moving my family to being released. And so it's just been crazy. And uh, so at this point, man, I just maybe I'm just too dumb to quit or too hard headed. Um, But because I was hurt, because I was injured even when I was on TV, which I was on TV almost every week, which is great. They gave me exposure, you know, so I can't thank them enough for that. And I can't complain about my time there in terms of what I learned and, and, and what they did for me and how professional the whole process was, but I can be upset that I didn't get to show what I could actually do because I mean, the truth about it is my very first match, I had just gotten hurt and I was hurt the entire time I was on TV in matches that were applauded and that people like Shawn Michaels put over. So it's like, if you thought I was good at 30%, which is probably where I was at, Mm -hmm. imagine if I would have been a hundred percent and I was never given that chance. And that's kind of something that's gonna has, has eaten away at me. And again, that's probably why I've refused to quit. And so we have some exciting things coming up. And that's really all I'm concentrating on now um, is getting through this whole hurdle, getting through the move, getting back to where I'm from, getting back to my hometown and and then going from there and then just killing this independent wrestling thing until the next journey uh, shows up and we go on that ride. Did they ever give you because, you know, there's so many different levels. You see NXT, you got all these different promotions within the NXT. Did they ever give you an option to, you know, potentially, uh, obviously with the COVID, it's hard, but working with like an NXT UK or working with a different facet, working behind the scenes, did they give you any option with that? Or are they just basically, okay, we're just going to go this way. No. So when I first signed, uh, there was some initial talk of like, you know, because I am, I'm 37. So there's only so much time that we have, mm-hmm. especially uh, doing what we do. So I, and I get that. So when I first signed, there was some initial talks of like possibly at some point transitioning into coaching or helping the younger talent that's coming in, you know, because I have the experience, but I mean, that never led to anything. Um, I was pretty much brought on TV a month in and then it just was a ride from there. And so when the release happened, no, there was never an op. There wasn't an option. It was, Hey, peace out. You're, you're done. It was almost like matter of factly the, the case. And it was almost one of those things where, uh, like for me, it, it was like, Oh, it's been a great ride up until now, but like, this is how you do me. Like, not just it, you're releasing me. That's, I get that. But there was no remorse. It was just kind of like, Hey, peace. Right. And it just came out of nowhere. And it was just so. So, so there wasn't really like, like sometimes you see got a lot of guys that have been released to see writings on the wall, whatever the case be. So there really wasn't, it was completely, I was shocked to you that night. From what I, I mean, the writings guessing. were, I mean, there were, there were writings on the wall, of course, to some degree, because we had releases happening already. Right. Um, you know, left and right. People were getting released at the time leading up to it, but. You also think, okay, well, they've done, 
however many rounds of releases, I think I'm good, at least for a year, I'm good, right? Because, you know, it pretty much happens every year. But no, um, they make another round, and it just so happened I didn't get so lucky this time. And, you know, it was just one of those things. I was watching, you know, I was watching a movie with my wife on the couch, and I guess I had my phone on silent, and I got a phone call, didn't realize it, and I look, and freaking John Laurinaitis is, has texted me, which has never talked to me a day in my life. So when John Laurinaitis texts me, I just showed my wife and I was like, well, here we go. Yeah. I already, I already knew what the call was about because there's no other reason that he would be texting me other than to tell me to come up to the main roster, which I was on 205 Live, which nobody cared about. So I, I, I knew that wasn't the case. So I already knew what the call was. So, yep, yeah, sure enough. I call him back and it was like all of a 30 second conversation, you know, yeah. and it was what it was. That was it. Well, and it, like I said, it just blew my mind because for the first time in a long time, I, I was starting to watch 205 with yourself and AG, Alex Zane, another one that got really, it's like, what the, there, there had to be some sort of like a transition going from, uh, I don't know if transition is the right way, but um just a shift i guess we could say yeah and i mentioned that in, the, in, in the another run. yeah i mentioned that in another conversation on a podcast i had and i mean just i mean there's really no secret to it there's no behind the scenes it's it is what it is it's already mm -hmm. out there you know they're rebranding they're uh looking for something different and they have a certain uh age group a certain look a certain whatever that they're looking for and uh, guys like myself and Alex Zane didn't fit that anymore. I literally think, and this is based off just inside conversations uh, along combined with what's already out there in the dirt sheets and everything else. I literally think somebody looked at uh, a spreadsheet, looked at my age, looked at Alex Zane's age, guys like us, and said, all right, they're this tall, they're, <laughs> they're this age let's cut them like we're looking for what we're looking for and that's what it is yeah I, that's how i think they did it I, I i don't think it had anything to do with our work it didn't have anything to do with our work ethic it didn't have anything to do with our attitude any anything like that because i would say that especially like alex zane and i were two of the most hardworking guys there we did everything that was asked of us you know it's just there was nothing that we could have possibly done to change what happened right so like, like you mentioned, returning, but soon going back home, uh, are you hundred percent or close to hundred percent, if not hundred percent, uh, return I'm to action? Very, I'm very close to actually feeling good. Uh, yeah. like I'm definitely still recovering from the, the whole deal, uh, mo more so my strength because I ended up having a pinched nerve mm -hmm. from the herniate herniated disc. So it was really affecting my left side strength wise, my upper body, um, specifically like my shoulder and bicep area. Uh, so I'm at this point, I'm still not hundred percent like where I was, but a part of that is, you know, uh, I atrophied some just from not being able to work out like I normally could. So there was some muscle loss, neurological stuff that's going to take place, you know, so strength wise, I'm not 100%, but I'm way, 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 way better. Um, and the, and, and also just the time off since I got released, not bumping around, not doing anything has really helped 
the actual neck area, which of course was affected with the herniation. Of course, there's some there was some pain there. So I would say at this point, I'm at about 85, 90%. And by the time I do my first show back, I'll definitely be a hundred percent. Now, is that that show something you can talk about or is that for sure yet or kind of a wait and see kind of thing? A show back? Oh yeah, there's yeah. stuff already. I'm already have stuff. Yeah, that's already been announced. Right. Um, and then there's other stuff that hasn't been announced yet that's, you know, also on deck that right. I can't necessarily talk about, of course, but right. that uh, that is happening later on. So, so I think just the the landscape of the wrestling business from, like you said, when you started at 02 to where we are now in 2021, I think is is good for a lot of lot of reasons. Just so much wrestling out there. Have you made? You see, a lot of times people, guys, gals, whatever, get released or go from one promotion to another. Have you made that list of people? Hey, I want to get work with this guy, this guy, this guy, or this promotion. Or are you just basically, hey, I'm I'm out here. Let let let's rock and roll kind of thing. Yeah, there was a list that I put out. That was a list that I said was not a list, but totally is a list. <laughs> um, it had some names on it, uh, and those are just off the top of my head, the first people that came to mind. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm really open to whatever. Of course, the main objective is when you've been doing this for 20 years, pretty much is I have a family to support. It's still my job. You know, it's, uh, I have to make sure my family's okay. So I want to do what is going to make the most sense. Yes. I want to have fun. Yes, I want to be out there as much as possible, but I also have to do what is going to be uh, is going to make sense for my family financially. Uh, so I'm open to everything and I have talked to pretty much everybody. Um, and there's nothing set in stone yet, mm-hmm. but there's definitely things that are going to be taking place. Some things that are going to be happening that you'll be seeing me more often for sure. And we'll see what happens. And if I sign a contract or not, you will be seeing me. Well, it's one of those things too. I try everybody that I've talked to over the extent of the show. I've always tried to, Hey, we got to get these guys over. And I think you're at the top of that list right now, man, that we really need to start seeing you on a lot of these major promotions being because I just think a hundred percent Anthony Henry is mounds and mounds and mounds above everybody else at this point, because just that fire that you got, man. And I think it's only going to make, uh, make the work in the ring a lot, hell of a lot better. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's uh, I do think that I bring a certain intensity, a certain, this is something different. I think when I'm out there and the good thing about it, and again, um, just going back to my time with WWE is like, I can complain about some things, but what I can't complain about is what I learned there and the process. And the fact is when I do come back, I'm going to be so much better because of being there. And unfortunately they gave me the tools and now I'm going to go out and I not them, unfortunately, I am going to be the one that reaps the benefits. Um, and also the, the world watching is going to reap the benefits of 
all the all the knowledge that they gave me 120 times percent better yeah man I, I i really as like i said i can't wait to see what you got coming out in the very very near future uh what uh what are avenues of people can get a hold of you online social media t-shirt wise whatever oh, yeah. youtube how can people get a hold of you for sure uh so a n T-N-Y, that's Antony. That's an old nickname, and it's kind of stuck. So Antony Henry is the handle on everything. Uh, it's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, I am working on getting some new designs on the Pro Wrestling Tees, which has been a process, but I have some stuff that's going to be coming out uh, for sure there. Uh, and then that one is actually, it's a little bit different. That one is the uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, and then it's at uh, least, it's a, uh, Lethal Lovers, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. Or you can just freaking search my name in, in the deal. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't do any of the other like TikToks or anything like that. I'm not that cool. But <laughs> definitely, if you want to get in touch with me, the main place is Twitter. Annie Henry is the handle. There you go, man. Appreciate your making the time for me today, man. It was definitely a long time coming. Like I said, big fan. And I'm lo definitely looking forward to I can't say it enough, man. Definitely looking forward to what you got coming up, and hopefully in the very, very near future we get to see you on uh, on the on the big time sometime underneath the bright lights. Oh, big stage <laughs> could happen. Could happen. Fingers yeah. crossed. Never, never say never, right, man? Right. <laughs> I right, thanks. It. Thank you, man.